Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Drinks with Dan, brought to you by the Sideline Network. I'm your host, Dan. Alongside me, I have our own Christopher Lavalley. How are you, Chris? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I am doing very well. Um, we've had quite an eventful, I guess, 48 hours now, and I guess we should uh, we should talk about the elephant in the room, huh? Are you talking like is that like a metaphor for Republicans or are you just um Ooh, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. <laughs> I mean, um, that that is half of the battle, right? I, well, yeah, I guess so. Um yeah, I mean it's um I don't I'm still trying to process it to be completely honest with you. I think what I like about the fact that you and I are doing this is that we're actually going to have a nuanced conversation about it and it's not just going to be these people suck these people are evil and all these people are good guys because there's, I believe that there's a lot more to it than that. I don't think everything is just black and white as much as the media would like to make it black and white. I don't think it's just black and white. I I agree. I think there's a lot of blame to go along on all fronts. And I think we're going to dive into that um, as we go along through this, trying to process this. So I guess what we should start with is, Let's talk about Georgia first, because I think that was the, the first thing that kind of happened was Georgia flipped to blue. Right. Um, and the news kind of talked about that for a little bit, and then it kind of changed. So let's break that down. How surprised are you that Georgia flipped blue? So it's like if, if I was on the podcast with Richard, he'd be screaming at me right now because I'm going to answer your question and then I'm going to elaborate a little bit. I Please was do. shocked initially. Mm-hmm. And until I actually read into what actually was going on in Georgia, which was the like, I didn't pay attention to how Trump was campaigning or how Purdue and Loeffler were campaigning. Um, and then I really wasn't paying attention to the fact that when Trump initially, not Trump, I'm sorry, when Pelosi and McConnell and um, Steve Mnuchin and all those guys like came up with the $600 stimulus thing prior to Trump saying, Hey, I want everyone to get $2,000 when they initially agreed on the $600 thing, Leffler and um, Purdue immediately drew up campaign ads. And they were like, look, this is what we're doing. This, you know, look at what the Republicans are doing for you, blah, blah, blah. And then Trump completely torpedoed them because these, these ads went out prior to Trump all of a sudden coming out and being like, no, 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 that's not good enough. Everyone needs to get $2,000, which was completely obviously which was fine for the Democrats because they're like, well, we want to give people more money anyway. And then it made the Republicans look terrible. So Trump, in essence, hurt them right then and there. And then the other thing that hurt them, too, was I didn't realize that Trump was completely trashing Georgia still over the election. I mean, even before they called Georgia, two days before Trump called the secretary of state and says, you need to find me 11,000 votes. I knew about the phone. Yeah, I knew about that. that. Yeah, when he was doing that, I'm like, oh, my God, listening to that conversation, I'm like, he's going to get impeached for this. Like, how can you have a conversation looking for, you know, dirt on Biden and get impeached for that? And this is not impeachable. Like, you're going to get impeached for this, bro. So, yeah, the phone call thing, that, I mean, that's a whole other ball of wax. But I didn't realize, though, that he he had his seer. Or I don't know if he did it on purpose, but his surrogates anyway are the ones that he was at least some that he had some sort of connection to we're telling republicans not to vote that the system was rigged anyway and they're he he was they were all like stay home don't don't even waste your time there's no point well 
all those people like that when i saw the breakdown all the people that voted for trump in november had they come out and voted the the same demographic groups and all that stuff if they had come out and voted for the the senate that both of the republicans would have blown out the other the other two but right. they didn't they didn't bother because they were told and then there there have been interviews since then or like people have written articles saying that they went out and they polled people and a bunch of the people that said that they had voted for Trump in November said, we were told not to go out and vote. Why are we going to vote? We already know it's rigged anyway. It's rigged against us. So mm-hmm. in essence, Trump screwed the Republicans, which he was kind of doing <laughs> with this whole election thing to begin with. But, um, you know, they, I, so I know I'm babbling here. I was shocked. Though. I still was shocked because going into it, I, I kind of thought it was going to go one and one. I figured mm-hmm. the, the way it was looking, I figured um, Leffler was going to lose to uh, Warnock and yep. Purdue was going to win because I figured I was like, Purdue's already been a sen- sitting senator. This other, this Orsoff dude is like 33 years old. He's a trust fund young, baby yeah. socialist. Yep. He has no political experience. No one's going to vote for this guy. Like he's in, in the way he was campaigning after again, this is all after the fact he was really kind of just riding on Warnock's coattails anyway. Like he really didn't have much of a message. It was just kind of like, well, these people are bad. And then he would just go to Warnock's rallies and kind of like help. It was almost like he was just trying to help him win more so than help himself. Sure. So I, I, I did, I thought it would go 50, 50. It didn't. Um, we had a conversation on the last time I was on here with you and I had said, Oh, we both, I think we're just kind of like, yeah, you know, the Republicans are going to keep the Senate. So we'll have, you know, mm-hmm. split government, whatever, you know, everything will be gridlocked. Nothing's going to happen. And now I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's kind of wide open at this point. Um, you know, I know people are talking about mansion and, um, what's your face in Arizona. Um, I can't think of her name. The, the Senator in Arizona, I, I can see her, but I can't, Think of her name, the blonde lady. I was like, oh, now you're talking Kelly, right? No, no, I can't think of her freaking name. It's driving me nuts right now. Um, it might be Kelly. Um, no, John Kelly. That, that's the uh, the space dude. So no, 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 not him. The uh, the Kristen Cinema. Okay. Um, they're both kind of moderate Democrats. So, depending on how kind the Democratic Party is going to be to them, you know, maybe they'll promote them or appoint them to a certain like really high position just to get their vote. Right. Um, But if that doesn't happen, I mean, then, you know, I I don't know how radical it's really going to get over the next two years and maybe four years, because maybe they'll keep the Senate and the house. Although I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, I've been wrong before. I would never, ever, never listen to me when it comes to betting odds on what's going to go on in politics because I've never (laughs) been right ever. Um, well, I mean, in reality, you have like a 50, 50 shot. So, you know, oh. <laughs> um, so, so I think the last time we talked also, we, um, we never thought it was going to come to Georgia going to runoffs either. We thought it was just going to go straight Republican, whatever. And that was going to be the end of it, but it right. didn't. And it, uh, it definitely has a changed government now because of that. I mean, like you were talking about, it's now 50, 50 split in the Senate with Kamala being the deciding factor. And you're talking about bringing in these radical ideas. I, I don't know if that's going to happen in the first two years. I think they would need to get more seats in order to get more radical things passed. Like, I don't, what I think is going, what we'll see. And what I think will get passed is an increase in the federal minimum wage. I think that'll go up. I, I don't, I honestly think there are some Republicans who would probably side with them with that. I'm not like, I, I don't yeah, I mean, think they're that's not really hurting their base with that. Right. So, 
you've got that that's going to go through. I'm sure they're going to try and push through some sort of Medicare for all type thing. Um, that will probably, I'm, I'm just assuming that's going to be somewhere near the docket, at least within the first couple of years, they're going to try and push that through. Biden talked about doing amnesty. So I'm thinking that's probably going to make it through. I, I don't think that that's, that's going to be because there, there are some Republicans who are more lenient towards immigration, like uh, Collins in Maine and um, Romney is actually very open to immigration. So you've got two Republicans right there that would, you know, Plus, that yeah. vote would kind of yeah. sail through. And then you've got the student loan thing, which I'm, and still not 100% sure if that's actually going to happen, but it could. I mean, if, they, if they're going to push up the minimum wage, they, they may also just try and just do one big package and just throw all that stuff into one thing. Yeah. Um, and then there was another thing too, and I can't remember what I, what I had thought, but yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, oh, that was it. I, I don't think they're going to pack the Supreme Court. I think that's as, as much as people want to talk about it and say, hey, they should, as soon as you pack the Supreme Court, you've now created a new branch of Congress. It's th- that's what it's going to turn into. And then it wants the Republicans, if the Republicans take any of those positions at that point, they're going to do the exact same thing. And then it's going to become a kangaroo court and it, it it's not even going to make any sense. So I, I don't think they'll shoot themselves in the foot because that, that really is what it would, it would be. It would just be, you're shooting yourself in the foot at that point. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point with the court thing. Like, I don't, I also agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like that was like a Republican talking point, kind of like how it was Obama was going to come take your guns and, you know, Obama never came and took your guns. I think that's kind of what that was like a big scare factor is that they're going to pack the Supreme court. Uh, I don't, I don't also, I also don't see that happening. Um, So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, So I guess that kind of sums up Georgia. So if they flipped, and then after Georgia flipped is when Congress started to vote on confirmation of Biden winning. And they got through Alaska and there was one other state, Arkansas, and then they went to Arizona. And that's when there was the first objection. And they went into recess for two hours. And at the same time, that was when Trump had his rally at the White House on the White House lawn or whatever. Right. And he told his people that he was going to lead the way and march to, to the Capitol building. And they were going to let them know what they thought about that. And then from there, history wrote itself. Um, Which he never did. He never actually marched with them at all. He went back to the White House. But... Correct. And he watched it on TV. Yeah, um, pretty much. So given what you saw happen on yeah. Thursday, what was your first gut reaction? Um, literally, I thought of the movie Olympus Has Fallen. Like that was literally my first gut reaction. And I'm not trying to be cute or, or mean or evil or what. Like that literally was the first thing I thought of was like, wow, when life imitates art, this is what they're talking about. Um, and it was also just, it was, it didn't, it was very surreal. I mean, when you're, and I, I didn't have the TV on at the time. Like I was, I was on, um, I was actually scrolling through Twitter, um, prepping to do my sports podcast and looking at sports stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, I just kept seeing stuff about, you know, you got to turn on your TVs. Like, you know, I can't believe what's going on in Washington right now, all this stuff. So I turn it on and then it's just mayhem at that point. Um, it was, it was just, I mean, I don't know, like it was very disturbing. It, it's just, it's not something you ever expect to see. It, it, it literally felt like we, we were watching a movie. It, it just didn't seem like real life. 
And like I said, I'm still processing it. I still don't understand. What I really don't understand is you, anyone who's a Trump supporter who has pushed back against what the media has been saying about Trump for the last four years or five years or six, however long you want to go down that road, you just gave them a self-fulfilling prophecy by doing what you did. You literally just took any goodwill that anybody could have tried to take out of Trump's presidency, any goodwill, whether you know you wanted to take bits and pieces of his policymaking, the economy, foreign policy, whatever it may be, and you wanted to try and make it pro-Trump argument 10, 15, 20 years down the road, that is now gone. You've now, you have now pretty much cemented Trump's legacy. He's going to go down now as the worst president of all time because of this moment. Because regardless of, like, do I think he he had something to do with it? Yeah, I think I, some of his rhetoric, yeah, I do. Um, do I think, do I believe that he meant for it to go where it went? Not necessarily, but I do think that he did want some sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Outburst. Yeah. Like some sort of, you know, like some sort of demonstration of, of, you know, we're, we're angry and we're not going to take it anymore. That kind of crap. But do I, do I think that he expected it to turn into what it did? No, I don't. Um, but regardless, like the, again, I go back to, you guys shot yourselves in the foot. You, you just completely proved every negative thing that people have been saying about you as Trump supporters. You've now, you've now given them credence to continue to do that for years to come because that's not going away. Like what happened two days ago is going to be something that is constantly, constantly brought up for years and years and years. And it's going to hurt the Democrats are now, you've now given Democrats enough of a bulwark that they can now use against the Republican party for years to come. Because as soon as somebody talks about unity, blue lives matter, um, you know, uh, law and order, any Democrat that's running against a Republican, all they have to do is pull up, like make like a PowerPoint and throw that up on a screen and go, how do you explain this? All right. If this is what you got. If this is what your party stands for, then why the hell was this allowed? So yeah. I was just thinking today, I'm like, can the Republican party save face or do they need to disband? And you have the, the Trump party and the moderate party. Like, do you have, can the Republicans come together and be like, you know, this is not us, this is not who we are, or are they too far to the right with Trump? And are, is this now the new normal for them? I think there are some that, you, I mean, you kind of saw that there's a split in the party because very quickly you saw certain Republicans flat out be like, this is insane, like, this is bullshit. And they were as fast as they could possibly find a microphone or get on a, on Twitter or whatever it may be, they were denouncing it. And then you have a few others like Josh Howley, Cruz. Cruz, yeah. Um, there's another one too, and I, I don't know who it is, but I, I do know there's another like major member of, of Matt Gates. Or, Gates, thank you. Yeah, that's who yeah. it is. I knew he was young. Um, that. Maybe and maybe they want to. Maybe they want to create their own party, or they can split off and do like a, a new Tea Party or whatever you want to call it type deal, and and be the new, the the more far right of the party. Which is what I honestly, not to completely change this up, but what I think the Democrats should have done a long time ago anyway is that you have your socialist wing, then you have the liberals, and then for Republicans it could be you have your conservatives, and then you have your 
your far right wing or your tea party or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, but where they go, I don't know. I don't, I think it's, they're fortunate to have four years to or three years, two and a half to figure out what they're going to do. Um, because like if there was a presidential election in like two years, they'd be fucked, like completely screwed. They have a lot of work that they have to do to figure out where, you know, where they're going to go from here. Yeah. I mean, you you know, I, I definitely agree with you that they got a, they got a lot of figuring out and soul searching to do, um, to, to kind of go through with this. Um, so I guess my question is, um, like, uh, what, what do I want to say? Like, so they, they all march to Capitol. Would you classify these people as patriots or on a scale of patriot to terrorist? Where do these people lie? I mean, they're, they're rioters. They're, they, they are what they are. I mean, I, you, if you call them a patriot, you're just an ass. Like there's nothing patriotic about breaking into any federal building, any state building, any private business. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Um, I, and I think that that distinction is really important. It doesn't matter what type of building it is. If you are trespassing on that building and you break a window and break into said building, you're, you're now, you've now vandalized something. You're now a rioter. You're not a protester. You're not a patriot. You're not a good person. You're, you're a piece of shit and you should be arrested or whatever it may be. You should be taken down for that. And the, the mental gymnastics that you have to do to see what happened and then just to try and find a way to justify it is insane. Um, but again, this brings me back to where I think the media comes into play here a little bit and sort of, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack. Republicans need to be very, 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 very cautious here because you can't be upset about what happened over the summer with, with, yes, there were peaceful protests. There was also riots, even though people like to ignore that fact, there were plenty of riots that, that took place across the country. If you were upset about those riots, you can't then turn around and, and try and justify what happened on Wednesday. You just can't. They're, they're, it's, it's literally the same, same thing, if not worse. You know, I, I don't like trying to say, well, because it's a federal building, it's worse than you going in or breaking into somebody's, you know, small business and burning it to the ground. It, I, like I'm, I'm not trying to say that one is more important than the other because I don't think that's fair. But at the same time, again, you can't justify one and excuse the other. And that goes for both sides, mind you. Like that's and that's where I think that this is where we're starting to see the, the really big split going on in this country is the Democratic Party for much of the summer was ignoring what was going on in Portland, in Chicago, in New York, in um Kenosha and all of the cities that were actually having riots. No one was saying anything. You didn't see. I mean, I still remember the headline on CNN when they said mostly peaceful and there was a fucking car burning behind the reporter. Yeah. Um, it's Philadelphia so, on a daily basis though. So, I mean. <laughs> 
But I mean, you know, like, so it's that kind of stuff where like you, you can't sit there and ignore what happened over the summer. And then all of a sudden act like this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of, of mankind either on Wednesday, because in some ways you gave people, people who are not intelligent, mind you, but you gave some people a thought of, well, they're allowing this to happen. So this is okay. Right. So I can go do this and I'm not going to get in trouble because I saw people do this all summer long and no one said anything. Not saying I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying there are a lot of stupid people who would take any excuse they could in their mind to say, hey, look, they're saying it's okay. These people can do it. So then I can go off and do this too, because clearly it's it's not going to be covered. No one's going to care. Um, so I mean, I think that's that's where that's where we need to like we do need to be careful with with the rhetoric, with how we are looking at rioting in general, because it's not justifiable regardless of what we do, of, of who's doing it, of, of what you're destroying or what you're trying, what statement you're trying to make. As soon as you write, you're, you're a criminal and you should be arrested and you should, you know, so that's my, that's my ramble. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on that. No, topic, no, you're, that's perfectly fine. I just, I think that there's a continuum, like, I, and you can tell me I'm dead wrong and I'm totally okay with it, but please, I think there's a continuum where if you want to go riot in the street, and burn down cars and you know businesses that's one thing but to me i think like churches state buildings courts i think those are more like sanctuaries they're they mean something to everybody whether you're a democrat republican gay straight you know christian muslim whatever i feel like those are held to a different standard than your typical business or whatever that's insured and can be rebuilt so to me like this thing's a little more because it, it feels like it's it's against our democracy. And, and that's the thing that bothered me the most, I think. Like, you know, you want to go destroy a business, it, it can be rebuilt and people will go and put money in towards it to, to fix these things. But, you know, to, to see something that our, our, national, our national capital being looted for the first time since 1814 by the British, I mean, that means something to me. Right. And, and, and I'm not trying to, and maybe the way that I, I made, I was making my point. Maybe I, I didn't mean to, to diminish or minimize what took place. My main point is just that what I'm seeing online is it's just become this whole, well, this was terrible, which it, it is, but everything that happened over the summer, well, that never happened. So it, it like, it's, we're sweeping this under the rug. We're not going it, because everyone was like, well, that's what about ism. And it's like, well, it's not what about ism. It, that actually those riots did take place just because they weren't covered didn't mean that they didn't exist. They were, I mean, some people covered them, not mainstream media outlets, but people were covering it. They were, it was sure. all over the internet. Um, so I'm not trying to diminish it. I think, and I agree with you. I do think that if you burn down a church, a synagogue, a, a federal or state building, it does mean something. It, 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 it has, there's more gravitas to that action where, you know, you see somebody chuck a flame or a, a Molotov cocktail into a CVS you know, people are just kind of be like, wow, that's really fucked up. But no one's really, you're kind of you're just kind of, all right, well, that sucked. And then you just kind of move on to it. Whereas you see somebody do the same thing to a federal or state building or a church, like you said, that's going to sit with you and it's going to hit harder. Um, I just, I don't, for me, I just, I feel bad for all the people that did lose their jobs, that did lose their, their life, their livelihoods over the summer. And no one talked about it. And those people are still screaming from the rooftops now being like, like, what the hell? Like, why am I, why are you guys, you're condoning these types of protests, which you should, 
but you didn't condone these protests over the summer. So why is it okay? Because it's almost, to me, it's almost like the reason why people are so upset or the reason why the, the, our Congress or our politicians are so upset is because it actually affected them for the first time. It actually, they, people attacked them. They weren't attacking each other and they got scared. Yeah. Not justifying it. I'm just saying, like, I think that's, that's where the, finally, the rubber finally met the road for these, for these politicians, for them to actually realize that, wow, these people really are insane. Like they really will actually revolt. Um, yeah. not justifying it, not saying it's okay. Because th- to me, this wasn't a revolution. Like there's a difference between revolting and there's a difference between being a, like you had said, a domestic terrorist, which is what they were. Um, so yeah, I think I, I just answered your question from like 20 minutes ago. Yes. They, they <laughs> you can go as far as domestic terrorism, especially when they're talking about bombs being placed throughout, I believe it was throughout the Capitol, right? There was somebody, I saw a report today. They found there was somebody that had eight Molotov cocktails um and then there was a bomb placed at the rnc a bomb placed at the dnc that were live bombs not like fake like you know whatever it was an actual live pipe bomb at both those places today um i guess the fbi was offering like 50 grand to whoever tells them who did it or something um but there were all sorts of other actions you know today uh, we found out that a police officer died he was hit by a um a fire extinguisher and ended up dying from his injuries later on um so there's been all sorts of, of damage that's been done. So like, I mean, by all means, if you want to push back against what I'm saying, please do. I mean, I, I kind of, no, no, like, no. I'm kind of jumbled and I'm all over the place here, but like, there's just like, these are all the things that have been going through my head the past couple of days. Um, so. Well, being jumbled is how this kind of last 48 hours has played out. Like, I feel like nothing makes sense anymore at all. Um, so we'll, we'll just, I guess we'll talk about this now. So the Capitol was, you know, hit by these, we'll call them terrorists for now, call them whatever you want people. Um, And then we saw a kind of change in tune by some of the Republicans that wanted to um, just have discrepancies with the states. I think it was one of the senators from Pennsylvania says, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like we're going to accept the nomination. We're going to move on. I'm not going to bother with, trying to debate this is not worth it. And you kind of saw a change in tune. And, and it, you, like you said, it didn't hit them until it hit home. And they realized like, oh, wow, like this could happen to us. It's happening to us and we need to do something about it. Um, so, yeah, I just want to bring up that, that, you know, it was a very quick change in tune from these people that didn't want to, it wasn't worth fighting over and losing yeah, lives. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know if, the, if, if a lot of these Republicans, um, including Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley really honestly believed in what they were doing. I think they were just trying to prime, prime or prime, prime, prime. That's what I want. Prime themselves for 2024. I think that's what that was. That was a, Hey, look, we're going to try and run on Trump's base in three years or four years, whatever. Yeah. I, I um, that is 75 million votes for Cruz. If he could get the Trump supporters to go for it, that's easy work, right? All he has to do is keep going off exactly. Trump's rhetoric. The, the groundwork has already been run. And I think as soon that. as what happened took place, all of a sudden everybody else was like, eh, all right, maybe we're not going to do this anymore because clearly th- this has turned into something that we weren't expecting. And they're not, I mean, they, they were, they were wrong to do what they did with the, the, the whole election thing is just, and I know we're, we're, 
I, I don't mean to jump back and forth here, but Please. the whole election thing, the, the fact Trump should have, I, I was fine. Look, if you wanted to say that you felt like, you know, you wanted to go through the legal, the legal mumbo jumbo, that's fine. As soon yeah. as the Supreme Court told you to go fuck yourself, that should have been the end of it. You should have been like, all right, I'm fucked. I'm done. Done. We yeah. lost. That happened. What? When, when, when did they turn it down? Like November, right? Yeah. Right around Thanksgiving ish. Um, shortly there around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a month and a half ago, you should have conceded or you didn't even have to concede because he says he refuses to concede. All you had they to say was <laughs> exactly all you had to say you, was you look, didn't have to say anything. Just move on. That's true too. That's true. But it's Trump. So I'm just saying like it, it would have behooved him just to be like the Supreme Court said, no, we're going to keep fighting. But as it stands right now, we will have a peaceful transition come January. Done. And End of said, story. You know, and he should have said, we'll, we'll, we'll take this up in 2024 when I come back on the ballot. Exactly. And on that's the other thing, too, is you, you they kissed that goodbye. So like anybody who was thinking, any Trump supporter out there who was hoping to see their best buddy in three years, he can run. The RNC will never let him on a stage. Never, ever, ever, ever. He's done. He's done and his family is done as well. So like you can forget about, I'm sorry, you just, they're never going to let Junior, maybe Ivanka, that is the only one that may possibly have a shot, but that's it. Nobody so I'm else. thinking, I'm thinking Don Junior runs in four years. If he Trump's can dead, run, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, it's just not going to go anywhere. I'm, I, I don't think the RNC will let him on that stage. I just, I, I will be shocked. If they do, unless there's, you know, obviously there's always behind the scenes money, all that crap. But I, I, I have a really hard time believing that they would even, even want to deal with it because it, it, it it's not going to do anything, but just bring negative press onto them and onto their convention. Yeah. I mean, I, you're not, you're not wrong in thinking that I, I don't know. I see, I could see Don Jr. Running and, trying to stir up the base. I mean, he was, he was the biggest cheerleader of his daddy when this whole thing was going on, watching it backstage or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, no, You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what to go back to what your original comment was about the Republicans completely swapping or switching the things. And, and they did, they can, they, they kind of tucked their tails between their legs and, and we're like, all right, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're done here. We're, we're not going to do this anymore. And to Mitch McConnell's credit, he went right on the Senate floor and was like, there is nothing here like this shit needs to stop. And he actually gave a really good speech. I was impressed. Um, I was speech, about to say that was probably the best speech I've ever heard from him. Um, he was that was really, really well done. And he I mean, he put the kibosh on it right there. And, and, and his point was extremely valid when he said if we, something to the effect of like if we actually went through with this and we just threw away 75 or 80 or whatever it is, 90 million votes from the American people, they'll never ever trust the election process ever again. If right. we just completely tell them your votes didn't count, not to mention the fact that it's not the federal government's job to do it anyway, it's the states. So right. like th this whole thing just it, on a number of levels was wrong to begin with. I mean, but you and I right. talked about this off podcast. We And I, I think I said like, you know, they, they tried burning down the wrong place. They should have went to the capital of Arizona and Pennsylvania and went there, Georgia, because right. that's the people actually in charge of this, you know, not exactly. the federal government. It's not the federal government's job. The federal government wrote in the Constitution, it is up to the states to decide, and then they just put the seal on it and call it a day. And that's all they were trying to do yesterday is put the seal on it. And Trump decided he didn't want to have it, and he he wanted Mike Pence to uh, to not verify this. And 
he threw Mike Pence under the bus, man. Like he threw Mike Pence so fast and hard under the bus and then ran him over like 50,000 times to the point where I know a lot of people don't like Mike, Mike Pence. I actually felt bad for Mike Pence. I'm like, this dude is yeah. getting fucking trashed yep. for following the Constitution. Like, yep. He's doing his because job. Because he's, he's not a yes man, apparently. And Trump did not like the word no. Well, and that was the thing, too, is that that's always been the, the thing about Pence is everyone's like, oh, Pence is a yes man. Pence probably never even dealt with Trump. You're not wrong. And, and it kind of shows like it shows in these last 48 hours, you kind of sit back and you're like, so he was really just out there, you know, on you campaign know, trails, like doing photo ops with a guy. But did yep. they really ever spend time together? Because I don't think so. It appears not. <laughs> because I don't think Trump would have ever allowed him on the ticket with him if if he, you know, spent enough time with Pence to realize, oh, I can't push this dude around. He should have had Rudy on the ticket with him if he knew what was going to happen, you know, because Rudy would have done it. But um, yeah, man, dude, Rudy looks like the penguin from uh, Batman yes. Returns, especially when he was in the new Borat movie. He looked like penguin. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that. So I, you I, just got to watch that one part. Um, oh, OK, <laughs> we're not going to get into him getting BJ's from movie stars. Um, so I guess. The, uh, you bring up a great question with Pence. Mm, we talked about this the other day. I want to know if your opinion has changed or let the people know. We talked 25th Amendment versus impeachment. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to put my comment out there. We'll see if you, if you agree or not. I think that if they were going to 25th Amendment him, it would have already been done. Yep. And I think that he will be impeached, but I don't think that's the right thing to do right now. I 100% um, agree with you. Uh, across the board the 25th would have happened yesterday if, if they were going to 25th him it, it literally would have happened yesterday before he came out with his second comment um or once his twitter account wasn't banned even though now it's permanently banned um but when he was allowed back on twitter he made that comment that 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 never would have happened he would have been 25th they would have moved on um and i think the impeachment thing now is just political theater that's all it is so it, i think that they're gonna do it just to make sure that he couldn't run again I think that's the only way it's going to not the only way, but I think it's going to be what is kind of going to try to seal the deals. Democrats are going to try to put him on there and say, you know what, this is what he did. He's unbecoming of a president. Uh, we can't have this happen in government and we don't want him to ever run again. Cause once you're impeached twice, you're basically done. Um, I think, well, I do. I think, I think it's twofold. I think it's that. And I also think they want to try to embarrass him any way they possibly can. I mean, I think it, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of politics, in this as well. I mean, they, 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 they impeached him over something that they really shouldn't have impeached him over to begin with the first time around. Um, right. But you know, this time, this time you, you, everyone, like every, this is actually like an impeachable offense. The first time in my opinion, wasn't it because there really wasn't a, a, as more evidence and more information came out. It really wasn't justified. That was just, they just desperately wanted to impeach him. They made. It was a sh it was a shitty phone call. There was not a lot of hard evidence. It was a lot of circumstantial evidence. Right. Um, so and that's uh, why I mentioned that earlier today about the phone call with Georgia. I'm like, you know, that is basically he's saying the same thing in Georgia. Like, you better find these votes. He's not specifically saying, like, you need to change the votes, but he's like, you need to find these votes circumventing like that part. So I thought if he got impeached for the first time for the first call to Russia or whatever, whoever it was, Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, yeah, that this is another that case in point and now right. you add on top of that phone call that he had with the georgia secretary of state to 
the violence that just ensued because he told people to go march to Capitol and give them their piece of their mind. And he was going to lead the way. I mean, that that is like icing on the cake for an impeachment in Dan Coleman's eyes. Well, no, I mean, I 100 percent agree with you. I think it, if you it, again, if you impeach him over the Ukraine thing, the Georgia thing's a fucking layup at that point. Like that. It's the same thing. It's right. circumstantial evidence of. Well, it's a different it's a different, obviously a different crime, if you will, but um, it's still same circumstantial principle ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely it, if nothing else, it's morally wrong. Like, it's not what you want your president to be doing. So even if even if it wasn't technically a crime, it's still morally reprehensible. So, you know, you, you take that for, you know, for whatever it's worth or a grain of salt, whatever analogy you want. Um, but what the hell are we going with this? All right. I do think, though, that they will impeach him, though. I mean, I, th- I think it, it'll happen. And I think now the pressure is on the Republicans to go through with the impeachment. Um, I Because here's where I think we're going to go. If they do go through the impeachment process and the Republicans don't do it, it's it, it it's going to get ugly. Like it, it's just it's it's already ugly, but it's going to get uglier. Um, and I think it's basically, do you condone violence for your, your right. person or not your party and, at that, at that point? Yeah. It's it, you've got there. I mean, they are, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And at the end of the day, Trump fucked them. So they've, they kind of, they, they kind of have to torpedo themselves on this one and kind of just fall on the grenade and be like, all right, you know, we, you know, we, we were on a high you know, for three years or three and a half years. And, and we thought nothing could touch us. And, and now it kind of came back and bit us in the ass. And, you know, now we're here. So we do need to just kind of bite the bullet on this one. And I, and I, I don't, I, I, I just, I think it's, it's the right move for them to do. Now, do I think they should impeach him? No, at this point in time, if you were going to do it, you should have drawn up the articles already. Like it should have already, like the process should have already started. That's what the they should have been doing when they were in the bunkers. <laughs> right. The fact that you're waiting until Monday again to me, because by the time you get through all of this, realistically speaking with how fast Congress works, this is going to take a week. And then you're literally talking about, you're going to impeach him with like four days left. Like that. So, I mean, that's what I look at. I'm like, realistically, they're they're going to impeach him. Right. And the House could vote on it as early as probably Tuesday if they even come back into session to do so. But then the Senate has to investigate and that could take weeks. I mean, unless you're going to just not even bother having a hearing, which Trump would throw all sorts of lawsuits at you for. Right. um, That it's not a fair trial. It's going to take weeks. And if the Democrats want to do this, I think they should do it after they pass a stimulus bill. I think that should be the first thing that they do. And this should be like the second thing um, if they're going to do it. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of, are you, I'll say I'm shocked that they didn't use the 25th amendment because if this didn't call for it, I don't know why we have it. That's a really good point. I, um, you know, I changed you and I went back, I went back and forth with you on the 25th amendment. And then I finally kind of went with, you know what? I think that's what they're going to do. And I, I don't understand because here's, here's where it's going to get interesting. Cause I, I, I've said this before, and this has been my conspiracy theory the entire time is that Biden's going to get in office. And by like year two, closer to year three, I have a feeling that that's going to get worked on him and Kamala is going to become president because that's who the DNC wanted the whole damn time. And we know that now. 
you're going to have to find a really interesting justification if the if that was the because I still think that that was the Democrat that's been the Democrat plan is is because we all know Biden is not all there, so all he has all they have to do is you know kind of conspire against him, which really isn't that hard because he probably doesn't even realize what the hell's going on around him to begin with, um, and then they could you know do you know make Kamala president, but if you didn't talk about invoking the twenty fifth on Trump after what Trump did, how the hell are you going to justify doing it to Biden? You know what I, I mean? Think, like, I think you'd be stuck with it. I mean, like, right. what could Biden do that's worse than this, basically? Um, yeah, order so- the wrong pudding cup. Like, I mean, really, like, what you, <laughs> like what, seriously, like, what are you going to, you can't do it. Now, again, that that's my conspiracy theory. And, I, and I've just, it's obviously, it may, it that may not have been in the works, but I'm just saying that, like, I, I've, I've always had that suspicion that one of the reasons why they were so, you know, once they were finally like, all right, I guess we're going with Joe here. Was that a they control they can control him, and b, well we're just gonna we're gonna have the person that we want as our VP who we secretly wanted as president the presidential nominee all along, so then all we have to do is invoke the twenty fifth at some point, and then yeah, we get who we want. Yeah. Um. And again, my conspiracy theory. So it is what it is. But, um. Yeah. I to bring it back to get off the conspiracy bandwagon. It makes no sense to have the 25th. If you're not going to use it for this for this moment in time, you might as well just get rid of it. Or not get rid of it, but it, it, it holds no it, purpose it holds, or value. It, exactly. No power is that piece of paper. Um, so I don't know. Like my conspiracy theory is we had a lot of resignations over the past day. Um, yeah. Betsy DeVos gave her resignation four years too late. Um, Ellen Chow, same thing, gave her resignation today. And those are people that would be able to invoke the 25th on her, so on him. So I'm wondering if those people refuse or wanted to give the 25th and, you know, for whatever reason, it was shot down by the cabinet and that's why they resigned or if they're just trying to save face 20 days before the election or what is happening here. But well, I think Betsy, there's something going on behind the scenes. And Well, Betsy came out in, in her I don't know if it's what she specifically said to Trump or what she said to reporters, but she put it all on him and was like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like what, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that your, your, your words had something to do with what, with what transpired on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so she walked. Um, I don't know what McConnell's wife's beef is or reason for why she's walking out. Um, I mean, but, I think Mitch had something to do with it because Mitch seemed after his speech, he seems like he broke up with Trump and he is done. Well, M- Mitch, I think, was done with Trump for a while. I, you know, that's the, that's the funny thing is I, you start to kind of see that that I don't I don't ever think Trump and Mitch were ever buddies. So and it's kind of you're kind of starting to see like it, it's it's the 11th hour. It's the end of his run. So obviously things are going to start coming to light that we may not have known but i just do i do want to take a quick sidebar for a second the biggest rat in congress though like like the biggest slimy swarmy rat is lindsey graham that dude (laughs) is that man is a fucking chameleon that dude can go from one extreme to the other in like five seconds and it's un believable and people keep voting him like that's the thing is i'm like what the fuck are you doing yeah, like I understand. He was out golfing with him one the weekend before this happened, and then now all of a sudden he's against. Like I got nothing. He's he's got no spine for sure. That dude, and he's 
talk so much shit like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to investigate this and this is not going to be allowed. And then they, he never does anything, literally nothing. You can't tell me that there's not another Republican in South Carolina that's a better option than him. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, you can't. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I, I get it. South Carolina is usually red when it comes to Very red, Congress yeah. and the Senate and yeah. everything. Like, and I get that. But you're telling me you guys can't find another. You can go get a bum off the street, and he would be a better senator than Lindsey Graham. Like that yeah. dude is just a rat. He's yeah. a horrible, horrible. Just he has no moral code whatsoever. None. People hit Mitch. I probably hate. I, I, I mean, I probably hate Lindsey Graham a little less than McConnell, just because. I don't know, like McConnell let all these bills sit on his desk and he's like, well, the Democrats aren't doing anything in Congress. And it's like, well, they sent you like 800 bills and you have all of them on your desk. So you're kind of a piece of shit for saying that. But Lindsey Graham has no spine. He'll go out and do whatever he can to help himself. And that's it. I mean, McConnell kind of went up a rung on my ladder um, because I, I have Graham one and then McConnell two. But um the reason why, you know, Graham is ahead is because of McConnell's speech the other day. Like, because that really was a really good speech. So, like, yeah, I gave him was, props for that. Right. Lindsey Graham would never be able to say something like that. He would trip over his freaking mouth. Like, you know what? I think, I think over. I might hate Pelosi a little bit more. Oh, God. <laughs> I might hate Pelosi a little bit more. We'll Can see. we? Please. I don't, do you, do you want to keep talking about the, the thing? Because I really want to get on the Pelosi thing. Do you? Please do you, dr- drive do you that train. Anything, anything else? Okay. Fuck all of the squad people, okay? They had an opportunity to not vote Nancy Pelosi in, and they did it. So, like, I don't ever want to hear any of them talk about progressive values, socialist ideals. You guys sold your souls to the devil. You All you had to do was not vote for her, and she wouldn't have had enough votes, and that would have been that. You guys would have had to find a new speaker. And instead, you got in you inked some sort of deal behind the scenes that she may or may not possibly look into, which we all know she's not going to, because that's not what Pelosi does. I just I, like AOC is the biggest and everyone knows like anyone who's heard me before knows I can't stand her. She is the biggest fucking fraud ever, ever talking about how she was like, we need change in Congress. We need to have new leadership we can't stand for the old norms, then what do you do? You sign yeah. right back. You sign Second on the line. dotted yep. line for her again. Like, I, I just, I can't. I can't anymore with the bullshit with them. Yeah, but like, Nancy I Pelosi, was like, okay, she, has, she said she would do it for one term, and that was it. And here we are, and I'm like, you motherfucker. You like, why are we doing this? Like, give it to somebody else. She's, she's just, she's an awful person, too. Like, she really is not a good person. If you I thought she was going to lose it after she got her hair done in California without a mask. I thought that she was done, but no, she should have been done. She should have been done at that point. And then and the, the fact that she turned it around and blamed it on the hairdresser, like, how dare you call me out? Well, why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> You're the reason why she's losing business. I would call you out too. Yep. Um, but anyone who honestly supports Nancy Pelosi, like in general, and just thinks she's a good person, you need to get your values like checked and your morals looked at a little bit because there's nothing good about her. I there was a, there was an interview with her with Wolf Blitzer. Oh God, that went viral, and this was, I think, in like September. And to Wolf Blitzer's credit, 
he was like on her ass about the fact that they still like she like was refusing to negotiate about the stimulus bill. And we all know why now, because after the election, she flat out admitted, yeah, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to vote in any I wasn't going to agree to anything because it wasn't going to help me. It wasn't going to help the Democratic Party. Politically. Like, yep. Exactly. So you told Americans to go fuck themselves. So you and you like what would have happened if, if Trump had won? So then you just you just wasted all of these people's livelihoods just to try and win a political game. Yep. So you clearly don't care about your constituents or the people that you claim to care about. And she made some argument and Blitzer just kept pounding on her and pounding on her and pounding on her. And she made some argument about like, you know, we feed the people or something to that effect. And I went, what the, f- yeah. like, are you even hearing yourself? And then she yelled at him, like yelled at him. Being like, you're taking Republican talking points. And he's like, no, Madam Speaker, I'm not. I'm literally just asking you why you won't negotiate. And she was just like, well, you know, if I knew that you were just going to take the other side's arguments, I just wouldn't have come on here. And I was like, (laughs) it's CNN. What are you talking about? Excellent point. (laughs) (laughs) So now we know what the real issue is, is, you know, you want to go to your base and have the softball questions. Oh, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is I'm like, you're on CNN. You're not on Fox News. Like, don't you, you don't get to turn around and be like, well, if I knew that you were going to ask me real questions, I wouldn't have bothered to come on here. And it's like, well, don't, I just she pisses me off every time I look at her face. It just it bothers me. Yeah, it bothers me. I, 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 I don't even know who the hell would have become the Speaker of the House if it wasn't for her. But anybody is better than her, except for AOC. Anybody except for AOC would have been 100 percent great. Uh, I can think of a few people that would not be so great. Um, AOC, Talib, no, not good. Oh, I forgot about her. Sorry. And then oh, the yeah, Republican, and if the Republicans were to win, I'm like Matt Gates. Nope, you're not. You're not the guy. It would have uh, been. Um, who's the minority leader? What's his name? Oh, the whip. Uh, I forgot his name because he was the he was the Republican that was getting all the votes. Yeah, I forgot his name. Um, he was the man. older guy. Yeah, it does. It's not McConnell though. So I keep thinking Mitch, but it's not like McKinney or Mc, McCartney or something. McCartney. Something. I don't know. But yeah, no, I just Pelosi is just, just she's just an awful human being. I mean, it, it's it's she and McConnell are literally cut from the same cloth. Like they are. You can the, the, it, the same person, the complete opposites. Exactly. And Schumer's right there with them. Schumer, he got nothing done when Obama was in um, or I guess it was Bush. When Bush was in, he was the uh, majority leader. They got nothing done. It's, I feel like nothing's going to get done still, but whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's where we are right now. It's just, it's, it's insane. It really is. The fact that these, the same old waspy fucks just keep getting voted in and, and nothing is accomplished. And then people bitch. Why is yeah, anything going to We be talked done? about this. We talked about this off pod. And I, I said, we need to have term limits for, the, for these fuckers. Yes, I mean, we do. That's what would solve all of this is, you know, you know, you get some fresh blood in there and like you need to do this and you're out. Like you have eight, right. 10, 12 years to do this. I mean, maybe like 12 in the House and eight in the Senate and you can move up or move down or whatever. But once you hit your limit, you're done. Well, people are talking about like I've seen a lot of people pushing for term limits for Supreme Court justices, which I'm 100 percent behind. But I want you to take care of Congress first. Take care, like term limits for Congress to me is more important than term limits for the Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Because <laughs> aside from like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, every other member of Congress is like 
I'm sorry, every other Supreme Court justice is not as old as her or what right. isn't well, still. Yeah. So like they're we're okay. They're all in there. their 50s now or whatever, 40s, 50s, basically like, because of Trump. Half of half of Congress is like pushing 80. So, I felt bad that they were up until 3 a.m. I was like, man, my grandpa could never do this. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like term limits have got to be they've it'll never happen because no one's ever going to vote for their um, no. their pink slip, essentially. No one's going to yeah, they do will that. never do it. I mean, the Democrats might try to, but even still, I don't even think that would pass because they are just basically cutting the head off the snake on themselves. And that was the other thing that they, that I knew that they wanted to try and, and get rid of was the filibuster back in, yeah, yeah. early on in yep. the podcast when we were talking yep. about things that they were going to try and get rid of. I, I just don't think that that's going to happen either, though. I also don't no, want it. To I, happen, I feel like that would bite that would come back and bite them in the ass eventually. Like they're going to need it at some point. Well, it did when um, Harry Reid got rid of um, got rid of it back. What was it in 2004, 2006? Was, was it with the Patriot Act, I believe. He got they were trying something. to get that reassigned, re-signed. I believe that's when they tried doing it. Like Reed did something that ended up screwing the Democrats. I want to say it, it had to do with the filibuster. It was the filibuster because I think he reduced the number. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, it was, that's I think it was. it was because they were trying to do the, um, the, um, the hell. I just had it. Um, Patriot Act. And they were the Democrats trying to stall on it because they didn't think it was constitutional or whatever. Republicans said we need to do it for safety and that whole thing. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I I feel like the Patriot Act is going to go on steroids now, though, after what just happened. Um, Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff that I I can't believe. Like how people are already arrested is beyond me. And then that brings me to one of my other points that we didn't come to yet, but I'll, I'll bring it up now. You know, Trump signed a law that anybody defacing government property is going to have 10 years in jail. I'm afraid that if they book all of these people in the next 12 days, Trump is going to pardon them while he's still in office. Um, just my two cents, but I could easily see that happening and be like, you know, you guys try doing this for me. I'm going to pardon everybody involved. Yeah, I don't think Trump really cares about those people. <laughs> no, you lie. know what? You're not wrong because that one lady did die for him, and he has not said her name once. Granted, he has no platform to do so now. Um, but yeah, so can we talk? Can we talk about that too? I, um, I want to bring that up. Yep, I okay. did want to bring that up. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I could easily see Trump pardoning these guys. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we we will definitely talk about the breaking news that just happened while we were recording this. Uh, we didn't talk about it yet, but, t- you know, Twitter did end up suspending Trump for whatever it was, 12 hours. Facebook, Instagram said you're done until after the election. Um, and then now today, Twitter now all of a sudden says Trump's done forever now. Um, so I-, I didn't read too much about this. Um, I don't know if you know more about it than I do. I just saw the little snippet saying no, that I... they um, they permanently banned him. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Um, well, I could see why Trump wanted to pass Section 230 with the um, with the defense bill because of this exact reason. Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't really care because um, it. I see Twitter is a private thing. It's it's like if you if you wanted to write to the newspaper as, as an editorial and they didn't publish it, that's their choice. 
that's their choice to not publish your writing or not. And this is kind of like the same way is like, you know, because just because it's public doesn't mean that they don't have any say. Like if Trump were to incite violence on this and somebody decided to sue Twitter, they could easily lose money. I mean, look at what happened with uh, with what happened in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, where people were trying to sue the gun manufacturers and they had nothing to do with it. And they almost won. So I could easily see why Twitter is trying to put the cart before the horse and just ban him so that he can't do anything. I think it sets a dangerous precedent. Um, I think we're, we're now getting into a point. And the thing about it, though, is that if somebody if somebody sued Twitter, Twitter's not a publisher, so it wouldn't go anywhere in the courts. Like they can't, you can't sue unless Twitter flat out calls itself a publisher, which it doesn't, because then lawsuits would open up all over the place. Um, they, you could try and sue them, but it wouldn't go anywhere in the courts. Um, I just I, I think when you have social media platforms determining what they think is whether it's hate speech or um facts factual speech that's what concerns me is the factual stuff because if you think that somebody tweeted out something that wasn't factual then you should be able to tweet something out that says hey like quote tweet that person and say hey that's not right this is the correct link this is actually what's going on you by you ban just flat out like just putting up codes under people's things saying this isn't right and this isn't right and this isn't right. Well, where are you getting like where's Twitter? Like when did Twitter become the the all powerful um fact checking machine? Like where do who fact checks the fact checkers is my is my question. Is sure. you you've got fact checkers on both sides of the aisle that are obviously politically motivated. So like if you go on um, like CNN's got their fact checkers. CNN's fact checkers are, for, are just jokes because they're not really fact checkers. They're, they, most of them worked for the DNC. And then it's the same thing on Fox News. Fox News has their fact checkers. Most of them came from the RNC. So they're not really fact checkers. They're just partisan people who are, who are fact checking articles yeah. and statements that they don't like. Right. And Twitter doing the same thing when it came to the election and because people actually were people were checking this out to see how much Twitter actually cared. There were people who were tweeting out Stacey Abrams is the governor of Georgia. Like there was multiple people that were doing it just to see if Twitter would flag them. Twitter never did. And so it's one of those things where if you're going you're setting a precedent that you're not even really going to follow. You're only following it for speech or for people that you don't like. And that's where I get concerned because do I think Trump should be off social media? And I, I don't really care like you do. I don't care about him personally. It's not about Trump. It's about where this could escalate over time. And that's where my concern comes in is that you have when you have when you have certain politicians that are trying to, quote unquote, crack down on social media because they don't they feel like they were pushing out false information well, where, what makes you believe that that information is false? Because it's information that you don't like? Like, where are you getting your information? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's we've hit a point in, in time where anyone can get information from anywhere. You can go to multiple websites, pull up an article about the exact same story, and you're going to get 50,000 different opinions on that story. But right. how do you get to determine as a, as a platform, not as a publisher, but as a social media platform, what is really truth? That's that's where I think it gets scary.
Because then at that point, it's kind of going to go into Orwellian territory where we're going to start seeing, we're, we're, we're going to start living in a post-truth world where the truth isn't really going to be the truth. It's going to be whatever your opinion is, whatever your, your subjective opinion is, not an objective opinion anymore. I mean, I guess the only, the only thing I could say about that is like, if you don't like what Twitter is doing or you don't like what Facebook is doing, don't use it. I mean, that's kind of what we're seeing right now with people switching over to Parler, whatever the hell it is. Um, also, my conspiracy theory about Parler is Donald Trump signed up for it today. So this probably came as no surprise he was getting banned. Just throwing that out there. Um, but anyway, just oh, shit, you don't I have to bought stock in a Parler. Nobody has, is using like you, nobody's forcing you to use this. Like you don't have, uh, you know, nobody's forcing you to use MySpace or whatever. Like, you know, you chose to use that platform and you can choose to leave it as well. Like it's a free country, you know, like. I get that you have free speech, but like, say somebody was posting kitty porn on Facebook. Wouldn't you want somebody to get rid of that? Like, you know, you don't want that to be seen. You don't want them to be shared. Like, that's the same kind of thing. Like, I'm not trying to compare Trump to kitty porn. However, uh, it's still something illegal, you know? Well, that is illegal, though. Like, that, I guess that's the difference is that we're talking about legality at that point. Um, I'm just looking, and I agree with you. I think, you know, obviously, if you don't like what's going on, you don't have to use the site. My only pushback to that is that social media has taken over the world. That's where everybody gets their information, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's where everybody goes. And by you subjectively determining who gets to speak, that's where it gets dangerous because there's going to be people who aren't going to do their homework, who aren't going to actually take the time to be like, to do the research. They're just going to see what Twitter or Facebook or Instagram have allowed to be on their website. And they're going to take that as fact. And they're not going right. to see the other side or actually do the research to make sure that they have the full scope of things. Now, with that being said, should it be that way? Should we have to do independent research to make sure that our mainstream media outlets aren't lying to us? No, we shouldn't. But unfortunately, that's where we are in, in, right. in the world today is that there really is no news anymore. It's all subjective. There is no objection anymore. I mean, when you have to go, go to the BBC to pull up articles from the BBC to try and like compare it to what you see on the New York times or the Washington post or wherever to make sure that what they're, what they're reporting is similar to what's actually going on in from your own domestic newspapers or articles or whatever. That's sad. But unfortunately, that is where we are. But un and to, to just reiterate that, it's unfortunate that people are lazy here and don't do that. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of what's fueling this is because people are so in tune to their conspiracy theories or their fake news or whatever, that they re just reject reality and are, totally go with what they believe. And they don't bother to look at that. And you try to give them the resources that say like, Hey, this is actually what's really going on. Like, um, it, like today I turn on Fox news just for shits and giggles to see what they were talking about. They're talking about China. They weren't even talking about what happened in DC. It's like, they're, they're refusing to talk about the things that are going on because if they reject it, then they don't have to acknowledge it. And I feel like that's what people are doing is they're lazy. They don't want to do the research. They say, give me the research. Then they don't read it. Um, I, I see it every day at work with the vaccine. People refuse to acknowledge the facts and they're like no it gives people 5g and bill gates can track me so I, I i just don't i don't get it like people are just lazy and whatever they say goes and like you give people an article and they're going to read the first sentence and not even click on it they're just gonna read the headline and go with it so that's kind of where I mean, we are as a country 
Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I, I've gotten to the point now though where I'm, I'm almost, I'm getting very close to the point where I'm just not never going to watch cable news again. Um, I'm pretty damn close outside of watching debates when those come around. I, I just, I can't be bothered with MSNBC or CNN or Fox News anymore. I just, I can't do it. It's so, it's toxic. It's not, there's nothing good that comes from watching any of those networks anymore. There really isn't. It's just, it, it's all partisan based. Um, and you and I were talking about this uh, yesterday, actually, I think we were texting. Because um, you had said you, you felt like Fox News needs to change. Um, I think they all need to change. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think that well, I Fox mean, News contributed to yesterday specifically. Well, I mean, Fox News, Fox News is on Trump's hit list now because Fox News was was objective, or actually was the one that pretty much like called the election for Biden before anybody else did, mm-hmm. and um, that did make Trump too happy. So, but I do agree I mean, with you. I, I think, think that was I think that was the turning point for Fox News to kind of turn off Trump a little bit. And, now we're going to see other Republicans come on there and try to sell themselves because they're basically breaking up with Trump. They, yeah, they, and I do agree with you. The, the rhetoric on Fox News on with certain people, it's not. And again, and I, I mean this with all the networks too, like MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. You have the new, like I say, the news people, but they're like they're daytime news people. I don't have a problem with the daytime news people. Same, like, same on thing. any and any of those networks, they're fine because they actually are just literally just giving you a giving play you by the play news. what the hell's yep. going on. Right. Yep. But it's the opinion. The pundits people. is where I have the issue with. Yep. Right. So, I mean, and that's where it gets dangerous. And there's probably maybe one pundit, maybe two on each network that I can tolerate in small doses, but the majority of them are all terrible. So like if we're just going to go with the Fox news thing, like Sean Hannity is an ass hat. Like that dude needs to go off TV. Like he's just terrible. Like he, he's, I mean, I don't even know what to call him anymore. Yeah. Be, a a be, personality. <laughs> like, I mean, cause he's, he is literally so like, it's one thing for him to be a conservative and he's always been a conservative and that's fine. Yeah. I liked him but when he was on crossfire, but he like, sold his soul to yeah. Trump. Yep. And I understand that they're, uh, uh, I guess, apparently they were friends. So I, oh, yeah, I'm sure they got their own cell phone numbers, you know, um, probably. So, I mean, like someone like that or like Lori Ingram, I mean, don't, that, that's just, that's bad shit. Like that's just, it's not okay. And the same thing on CNN with Cuomo and Don Lemon. They are the two, the Beavis and Butthead of fucking hats. night of, of television at night. Like the two of them are just. How are they, how they still are on TV after all these years? I don't know because their ratings have got to be abysmal. Yeah, that, that, I, I think. Um, well, actually, I don't know anymore because ever since the election, CNN's numbers have actually jumped. Uh, the last article that Probably I for people read, jumping Fox for uh, being up Trump's ass, you know, pretty much. Well, that's good because people left Fox like all of Trump supporters that loved that loved Trump that watched solely Fox News. Once Trump denounced Fox News, they left Fox News, which Fox News took it. The only the only show that didn't tank. The only two shows that didn't that didn't hurt were uh, Hannity and uh, Carlson. Carlson's still like the number one dude on television. And then Cuomo and well, Cuomo saw a bump. Lemon is still like down at the bottom. Like nobody watches Don Lemon. People will right. still watch Chris Cuomo, which I still don't understand why. But they like Cuomo more than they like Don Lemon. Um, but then the other two, uh, Chris Hayes and, and Rachel Maddow on MSNBC are, are awful too. Like I can't do them either. So I, I, I just. I'm I'm actively seeking out alternative, not really television shows to watch, but news sources 
And unfortunately, everyone You're is behind a limited. paywall now, though. And that's the problem, too, is that people that I like that have written for, I mean, like Glenn Greenwald used to write for the New York Times. I like him. Matt Iglesias, who used to write for, um, or no, I'm sorry, not Matt Iglesias, um, Matt Taibbi, who used to write for Rolling Stone. All these guys are now behind a paywall, though. So you can't even, unless they make some of their stuff public off on Twitter or something, you've got to spend like $5 a month in order to actually read their articles, their which yep. I'm just not going to, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's tough. It really is it, for me anyway, it, maybe not for other people, but for me, it's, I, I find it very difficult um, to be able to find new places to, to go to read or listen to um, alternative news sources. And, um, but yeah, like I said, I just, I can't be bothered. It's just so toxic, man. I, I, I don't know what else, to, how else to describe it. It's not, you know, it's not was, helping anybody. It's not bringing anybody together. It's just dividing the country even further. I was thinking to myself today, I'm like, you know what they should do if they were really smart? CNN, MSNBC, Fox should have like a news channel and a pundit channel where you put the straight news on one channel. And if you want opinions, you go to a different channel. Like they have CNN International and then they have CNN. They should just get rid of International, put all the pundits on that channel. And that'd be it. That way you have the straight news on one side. And then you have the opinion side on the other and you can just turn it off as, as wanted. Like if I want the news, give me the news. Like I, if I want to hear how I should feel about something, I'll turn it to that channel. Well, I agree with you. I mean, and NBC could do that. Just put all the news people on CNBC. Just put them all on CNBC and then make MSNBC your, you know, whatever. Feelings channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's the uh, same thing on, on Fox. I mean, you know. You, you have Fox Business, put that the news and then put the regular- Fox News is Fox News. Right. Yeah. Just leave I, I that. Know. That kind of stuff. No, I actually agree with you. I think that's a really good point. I also think all three of those networks are going to fucking tank once Trump is out of office. Like, no one's going to care anymore. See, I I don't see that OAN or whatever else he's saying needs to go out there is going to like take off. Like, I would never buy stock in one new what is it one one american news or whatever one american the fuck news it is. network yeah, yeah yeah and then the other one that he he was talking about i forget what the name of that is but i don't see these people these things taken off i think that's you know extremist views basically it's basically like the al jazeera from 2001 right absolutely um, al jazeera yep. now is actually pretty decent but back in the day it used to be very hardcore um you know terrorist talk you know it was yeah it was terrorist propaganda um yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think the, none, I, I just don't think anyone, no one, part of the reason why Biden was so appealing to people was everyone was tired of Trump every day. Mm-hmm. Every day it was like everyone sitting on what pins and needles. What crazy thing is he doing? Yeah. What's going to happen? And now with Biden, I think the press is certainly, we already know the press is not going to be even close to being as hard on, on the Biden administration as they were on Trump. They're going to go back to the Obama days where everyone yep. kind of sat back. You know, they'll talk their, to their, um, their daily, drink. they'll have their daily talks on, you know, the oh, report yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. They'll, they'll ask, you know, Biden about his dentures and how he cleans them and stuff like that. Like that's going to be yeah. the type they'll of talk about his dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The real hard hitting news questions and no one's going to give a shit. And so all of, all of the, the ratings for those shows are going to tank, which frankly, I hope they do <laughs> because that it's would the actually, way it's going to change, you know, that, that would at least give me a little bit of hope that, people are, are wising up to what the hell has been going on over the past few years. And, and that it's just, it's nothing but divisive, just junk. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, it just sucks. Like I said, all the alternative news sources though, they're all behind paywalls, which good for them. They're all making money. Great. I mean, you know, you guys, you guys got to make money. You got to, you know, create your own business ventures and stuff like that. But um, I'm just hard. It's just not easily accessible to people that, you know, just want, uh, the casual reader, I should say. You know? Right, exactly. I mean, like, look, if you're a voracious reader and you're and you sit down and you read, you know, like the New York Times online, like cover to cover every single day, then yeah, you know, you're That's spending, worth it. yeah, because yeah. you're spending whatever the subscription fee is. But like, if you're, you know, if you're just somebody who just pulls up a couple articles in the morning just to see what the hell's going on in the world, you're not gonna. It's just gonna be hard for you to spend five, ten, fifteen dollars a month on on something that you're really only checking on a couple times a week. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree for the casual reader. I think I would be one of those. I would just not use the $5, whatever $10 subscription is. Like I barely use the net, the Netflix account, you know, like and I'm paying <laughs> for that every month. So. So I'm going to ask you a question since we've kind of gone all over the place here. Please do. A couple questions. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back to, to really like the whole point of us talking about this was, was what happened on Wednesday. Yep. Where do you think, where do you think we go? Like realistically speaking, where do you think we go as a country after after what happened Wednesday? After all the rhetoric that we've been hearing from both sides, where do you think we go? I think that, you know, we talked about it earlier. I think the Republican Party is fractured, and they need to either dump Trump or get completely behind him and follow suit and. That's the only way that they're going to like, I, I feel like that's the biggest division right now is within the Republican party. Um, and that's, what's causing all the, a lot, not all, but a lot of the issues right now with, you know, we saw happen on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Um, what, to fix this. Uh, I honestly think that if, if they're going to do it, they need to impeach him and make sure he doesn't run again. And, that way you don't have to worry about something like this happening. And, you know, maybe they, maybe Congress needs to enact some laws. Like you can't, if you, you're you're disqualified from even running from office, if you've done X, Y, or Z, like, you know, some kind of basic standard, like you, you know, you have to be over 40 and you have to whatever be born in the U S and you also have to not be a terrorist or inciting violence or hate or something, you know, like, maybe that would be the first step as to fixing this. So it doesn't happen again as a country. I, I don't know. I, I also don't see that happening either because then they'll say you're disqualifying good people on both sides or whatever the hell I want to say. So do you, do you think, um, do you think Biden's going to be the unifying figure that we need right now? He, I think he's trying to, I mean, he did have a press report saying, or the press, he went on. He went on national TV, I believe, the, as the Capitol was happening. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he went on national TV and he said, "Hey, Donald needs to stop this right now. Like, you can't be doing this." Um, I mean, he, he's trying, but I just don't feel like people are listening because they're one, he's not president and can't do anything, and two, he's Joe Biden. Nobody cares. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, that that's just my my whole two cents. Like, it, you know, if maybe if Trump went on TV and said, "Hey, this is not what I meant." like you need to stop this shit maybe then that would have held some power but um because it was joe biden like they're like whatever what are you going to do you can't send in a national guard fuck you so um yeah i i i, I don't know that joe biden's going to be the unifying factor i don't see 
you know, what's going to happen is, you know, Democrats are going to take over Congress. And then all of a sudden the Republicans start saying no to everything because the budget's too high or whatever that they haven't even addressed in the last four years. So I don't see that things getting fixed fast. We'll put it that way. What do you think is going to be Trump's legacy when it's all said and done? Like, let's say 20 years down the road, 25 years down the road. There's parts of me that has hope that people would be like, never again will we allow this to happen. Um, But like, I think about the people I know that are, that love Donald Trump. And I can't, I don't think that 20 years would be enough time for them to say like, you know what? I was wrong. You know, I feel like the people that like him are, are the same way as Trump. They're very, I don't want to say they're narcissistic but they're just so set in their ways that they won't see the light of day. So I, 20, 20 years from now, I hope that, you know, we see in the history books, people rioting through the halls in Congress and that, you know, this is not okay. And that people are going to be held to standards. Like I hope these people get arrested and charged and everything, but, um, and I know I'm bouncing around everywhere on this, but it's just hard for me to see like 20 years from now, like, I honestly think it's going to take longer. I think it's going to take 60 years before we finally see Trump's legacy because it's going to take all of these people that like Trump to be dead before we see, you know, what happened. Uh, like Jimmy Carter was a do nothing president, did absolutely nothing in four years. And it took, what, 40 years before people were like, you know what? He's a pretty good guy. So um, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's fair. I mean, I think the one thing that I hope doesn't die um, is the populist movement, though, because I think that's something because there's two there's two different things. Like there's the populist movement that brought up Trump and Sanders. And I think that that movement's really important. The fact that there were people who were looking outside of just your normal normal. politicians. And my fear is that people are going to go too extreme and say, well, we can never let anything like this happen again. And they end up alienating all of those people. The change people. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I'm not talking about the psychopaths on, on both fringes. I'm talking about like the other actual change for people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like people who are legitimately looking for some sort of change in, in Washington. Yeah. Um, so that's my, that's my only fear is I don't yeah, want to. You're going to this- alienate them basically and say, right. you're not one of us. So you can't get on the bus. Exactly. Like that, that's my only fear. Um, but I think it's actually funny that you brought up Jimmy Carter because my question to you, uh, my other one was going to be like, wh- who do you think, like, what do you think Joe Biden, the presidency is going to be like, if you could think of like a president, like who do you think he would be similar to? My thought process has always been Jimmy Carter is that I feel like he's going to go, he's going to be in the office for four years. He's already said he's only going to run for four. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be in for four years. I, I still don't think, even though they have everything for two years, at least, I just I don't think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be pretty quiet. For I think it's years. going to be Obama 2.0. Like and today, I was listening to the radio, and I guess Biden was giving a press conference. I must have heard four times how when Obama and I were president, when Obama and I, when Obama and I, and I'm like, so you're basically Obama 2.0. So we're going to expect more of health care, and um, that's really all we're going to get from you. So I, I don't know. That's if I had to go, I, like, I'm not expecting like a JFK moonshot here. Like I'm not expecting, um, you know, world war two with, with Biden, but um, yeah, I, I really think it's just going to be 
Obama 2.0 because that's all Biden knows from being VP. I mean, he he had re- he ran on saying that he was going to be the most progressive president in FDR, and I just don't see that happening. I mean, he could. I mean, he could. If you want to stimulate the economy and you want to create jobs, yeah, that's one way to do it. Let's fix our highways. Let's fix our bridges. Let's, you know, do all sorts of stuff that they did back with FDR with, you know, building, um, what is that? The, uh, the thing out in uh, Nevada, the dam, the Hoover Dam, you know, Hoover like dam. building that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't see them doing, I don't see his agenda. If he's talking about the Green New Deal, well, that thing's dead in the water. So that's not going to happen. So Thank I don't God. see how he's going to be. I don't see how he's going to be progressive. I just I'm not seeing it. I don't know how. Like I'm really trying to think hard. I I, just, I think if he was going to, he would have already had some kind of plan for it. And if by progressive he means everybody gets a COVID shot, like I don't see that being progressive. <laughs> because that's the only thing I've heard from him. So. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know either. I I I would like to just some sort of moderate just something moderate would be kind of nice. Like if we could just find, you know, I like, I would just like a bill Clinton. Like, that's it. I want to, I want to go back to Getting bill BJ's under the desk. <laughs> hey, hey man, you know what? That's fine because the economy was great. People were, were we actually had a surplus of money. Like it was I, good times, you know, like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't give a shit what you do behind closed doors. Literally it was behind closed doors. I don't care if you do it on the desk or under the desk. It doesn't matter to me. Just, I don't want to watch it. So, yep, you know, yep, yep. Don't put it on Snapchat, but I mean, I, you know, like that's, that's the kind of president I want. Like I want somebody who was able to work across the aisle and, you know, the good thing with Biden and you saying walk across the aisle, like he was in Congress for so long where he could probably talk to some senators. He could probably talk to Lindsey Graham and actually get a conversation together because he's worked with him for how many dozens of years. Like he actually might be able to, he'll be like, Hey, if you do this, I'll do this for you kind of thing. I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. I really do. I mean, that's, that's all I've ever like that, that part of when I was trying to figure out who, who I wanted for president was who do I think is a relatively intelligent and B who do I think is somewhat moderate. Um, and Biden was one out of those two. So, you know, (laughs) as long as he can hold on to the moderate part, we'll be okay. I guess, I mean, at least for me anyway, it'll, it'll be okay. We'll, we'll survive the next four years. Um, yeah. because yeah, I mean, he's, I, I doubt he'll, he, I don't think he's going to pull a Nancy Pelosi and then run again in four years. I think this is, this is it. I, I just, yeah, he, I think he's too old. Yeah, exactly. I think he's just too old. He, he's going to realize like, Hey, I, I did what I wanted to do. I accomplished X, Y, and Z, or I didn't accomplish X, Y, and Z. And here's, who's going to help fix this. And here's Kamala Harris for the next eight years or whatever it is, you know? Um, and then he'll, you know, I mean, honestly, he's going to spend two years as presidency and then two years running with whoever's running mate. So, or, you know, whoever he nominates. So expect to see, really, you have two years of Joe Biden. Yeah. How the hell is that going to work? Because he's going to have to not, oh, well, he doesn't have to nominate anybody. Or does No, he doesn't. Well, the DNC is going to nominate, but he's going to have to, they're going to have to campaign figure that out for. Soon. Yeah. He's going to have to figure out that soon if he's going to, you know, it's going to be Mayor Pete or whoever the Dems put up. Yeah. Yeah. Could have had Tulsi, but nah. You haven't heard much of her lately, huh? Dude, she was just, she just put up, she had an interview the other day and I listened to it and I tweeted it and I was like, we could have had Tulsi. Like, this is who we could have had for president. And instead, you got Uncle Fester and the Joker. Like, congr- <laughs> congratulations, guys. Like, good work. 
Um, well, at least we got rid of the Cheeto and the Penguin. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and then Yang, I guess, is going to probably mayor be the mayor of NYC. New York. Yeah, I heard NYC mayor. So. We can't get any worse than de Blasio, so at least everyone knows we'll be going up that way. Yeah, let's uh, see what happens with that. Because, I, I mean, that's that'd be the biggest city to try doing universal basic income on, so good luck. Yeah. I, oh man, dude, that city is in such, such, such a wreck. And yep. it sucks too. It's going to take a long time for New York to get back to New York. It, it's between him and, and Cuomo. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cuomo runs because people are going to talk about COVID and everything else. Like, I guarantee he's going to run. Even though he says he's not, I think he's going to. Call oh, God. Him. Yeah. I, there's no question that dude is so narcissistic. There is no question in my mind. He doesn't think that he could win. Yeah, um, he wouldn't, he would get blown out of the water uh, just because of how poorly he's actually, when you actually do the research, um, not so good. New York has not fared so well. I just, I posted an article on Facebook today about like his stupid ass uh, vaccine policy. And they were talking about how many, um, how they've just been throwing out, vaccines because they didn't meet Cuomo's criteria about like, however it is that he's, you know, you have to be like this certain demographic, this certain age, this certain race, blah, 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 in order to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So they've been dumping so many in the trash because Cuomo came out and said that like he would fine the hospital or whatever, like a million dollars if they gave it to somebody out of order or gave it to somebody who, who he doesn't believe should, should be getting the vaccine. Like this isn't difficult. Vaccine the elderly and then move on from there. Like aside from the essential workers, vaccine the people who are at most risk. Risk. Yeah. And then trickle it down from there. How I'm like, I don't understand how it's that difficult. And you're the fact that you're wasting vaccines when we don't have enough to it, it would be one thing if we had a, an endless supply of this crap. We don't. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like those restaurants that at the end of the night they have extra food they give it to the homeless people instead of throwing it out and they lose their job over that. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good point. Um, that's a really good point. That's exactly what that is. You know, God, God forbid you do the right thing by giving people the shots that aren't in line because you don't want to waste them. However, you get fired for doing so. Thing. Whatever. All right. I got nothing. So I know this is your podcast and I'm yep, kind of it. taking it over a lot here. So I apologize. Do it. Um, Second half of Valley's podcast. Go. But uh, no, well, just because I want, I want to kind of end on like an uplifting note since we've Please. can kind of drive. Please. Who do you like in the playoffs? Okay. So I know you haven't given your, your final prediction yet on your, your podcast because I just listened to it today. Um, however, I'm going to go with mm, for. Well, who do you like this weekend? We can even just do it this weekend. You know, I don't, you don't have to go crazy. Just who well, do you I, like this weekend? Um, let me pull up the games because I don't have it handy. Um, so bear with me. This is going to make great podcasting. No, that's okay. Richard check does out, it all the time. Out, He's- so check out the Valley Sports Talk podcast. <laughs> I do this. Because um, I'm actually working all weekend, so I'm not going to watch any of the games, unfortunately. Um, oh, that sucks. So I'll just go down the list real quick as to who I'm going to – my picks for this weekend. So Colts at Bills. Sorry, buddy. I'm going with Bills. Rams at Seahawks. I know you talked about it being a toss-up. I'm the same way. I actually think that the Seahawks are going to squeeze by. Um, Bucks at Washington. That's a dumb, dumb game. Don't watch it. You like you said, Bucks going that one. 
Uh, Ravens and Titans, it's going to be Titans all day. Um, you're stupid if you think that Lamar is going to actually play. Um, he's going to die. Um, Bears versus Saints. I know you picked the Bears. I'm going with the Saints. And then um, Browns versus Steelers. Browns are one and out. It's going Steelers. And that's my picks for the weekend. It sucks, too, because I, I, I really wanted to pick the Browns. Like, I did. I, I thought that would be a great story. Um, but, no, it's just not going to happen. They, the, the fact that they struggled against Pittsburgh last week and Pittsburgh was playing all backups, um, that's that's just not a good not a good sign. And I agree with you, too, with most of your picks, actually. I, I think Buffalo is going to dominate the Colts. Like, that, that game is going to be so ugly. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised um, – because it could be Buffalo's AFC, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, if I had to pick the Super Bowl right now, I'm going to go um, Bills versus Packers. Oh, that's that's actually my Super Bowl prediction too. <laughs> so that's, oh, you didn't even give it yet. Come on, man. I didn't give it. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to actually like give it. Give it. Um, I'm just going to each week. I'm just going to say who I think wins. But no, I've I've picked the Bills. I've said for three weeks now that the Bills are the best team in the AFC. I, the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs could get bounced out next week in their I, first I'm not playoff game. With you. That's why I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? I could see the Bills going all the way and yeah. just kicking the shit out of them. Just because they play, yeah, Mahomes is playing decent, but like the rest of his team is just mediocre. Because depending on on how the you know depending on who wins this weekend will depend on who the Chiefs play. But like if the Chiefs end up having to play the Titans, I actually like the Titans better than I do like the Chiefs right now. Yeah, um, I know Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, but. I just, you know, I, I, I don't like the way that they've played. The fact that they've struggled down the stretch, I just, I don't like the way the Chiefs have been playing. And I think the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in his career, is going through Lambeau Field in order to make it to the Super Bowl. He's never had full-off home field advantage. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I, I just, I think the Packers and are the he's best he's just team. on fire. Oh, he's season. on fire. He's just on insane. freaking fire. Um, and, so. and the only team... The only team in the NFC that would scare me that's not Green Bay that I think could potentially go on a run just because is Seattle. Seattle is the only team that could potentially go on a run. And that's just because I buy into Russell Wilson. I mean, that's see, I, I don't know. I look at this, I look at Seattle defense and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't. The only thing I could worry about with the NFC is, and um, I know you probably don't agree with this, but it might be the Saints. Well, my only thing is, I agree with, see, I picked the the only reason why I picked the Bears to upset the Saints was because I don't know what Drew Brees I'm going to get. Right. The the Saints on paper have the best roster I think in the NFC. Like not that, but you have Camara. He could score eight touchdowns in a game these days. Like right, unreal. Unreal. Saints are completely loaded, so I, it wouldn't shock me. And look, if if the Saints made it to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh my god, what a crazy turn of events that was. It, it if it happens, it happens. Um, but I just, I don't know. I always like to pick an upset anyway, each week. So bears just happen to be, um, the upset on the NFC. And then on the AFC side, I picked, um, now bears are going to double doink. I picked the Titans over the Ravens. So the bears are going to double doink. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, I forgot they did do that. They did that against, uh, last year against, was it Philly? No, it was Philly. It was Philly two it years ago. Philly? Yeah. Cause Nick Foles was the quarterback again. Yep. Because it certainly isn't Carson Wentz, so <laughs> nor is it Tua. Oh, real you get quick. my joke. You get my joke. You listen to Chris's podcast this week. Yeah, I know. I apparently can't. I don't understand the difference between 
Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, real quick, and then obviously you can close out your own podcast here. I just want to know how did you feel? What What is your takeaway with the uh, the whole Washington Philly thing? I mean, it, it he should have Doug Peterson should have just came out and said, you know what, we'd rather have some higher picks. We're going to lose this game, and that would have been that done. You know, you, you manned up and you admitted like, hey, screw the screw the rules, screw the NFL. Like this game means nothing to us. It's not worth hurting anybody. We're going to let our third round and our third round uh, uh, third string, I should say, quarterback go in and play because why bother? Uh, we see what he does with a real NFL team. Um, and we're going to get the sixth round pick instead of the ninth. That would make total sense. But, do you think, do you think the Giants have a Giants fans anyway have like a right to pitch? No, no, okay, they should have cool. been pitching all year when they, they should have been pitching from the last year when they signed Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. But he might be leaving. I guess the Chargers are interviewing him. So maybe the Giants will actually win more games because they didn't even go 500 this year like the Cowboys have for the past 10 with him. So they should be bitching about that, that they didn't even go 500 with their offensive coordinator. So, like, um, if you if you guys had won the game, so let's just roll reverse real yep, quick. If you guys had yep. won the game and Philly did what Philly did, would you have been pissed? No, because the Cowboys would have been in, right? The Cowboys would have went to the playoffs then because they would have no. won. Well, not if Washington. No, I'm saying because if you guys had beat the Giants and Washington yeah. still won, Washington still. Oh, would have we still. To the yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that like. Yeah, no, okay. no, I'm saying so, so. Like if if Philly pulled the same shit and you would guys had won, no. would you have been pissed? No, okay. I I would have said you know we deserved the loss and you know they just fired Mike Nolan today so good for them for taking all season to do so, um, so we can actually <laughs> get a defense going. Congrats, Cowboys! You're about 17 weeks late, um, but. You know, you try to blame like the first four weeks. They're like, oh, it's it's because of COVID. No, you, you, our defense is just trash. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be pissed. I would be like, you know what? You had all season to earn it. Uh, granted, Andy played pretty well being a backup. I think he earned his money this year. Um, I'm happy with him being a backup again. I, I miss Dak. But um, no, you, the Cowboys would have no reason to bitch, just like the Giants have no reason, even though they think that they deserve it. I mean, basically, what are they going to do? Storm storm NFL headquarters in New York and uh, go through and take the podium from them? I mean, what are we doing here? No. Last question. Would you be okay if the Cowboys made a deal with the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson? Ooh. See, I never really thought about that. I thought Watson would go to, honestly, Eagles. I think that, they should just do a complete switch with the Eagles and Watson go to the Eagles and Wentz go to Houston. Um, I never really thought about the Cowboys picking up Watson. He's good. He, is he as good as Dak? He might be better than Dak, but I'd hate to see Dak walk. But then again, Dak's younger than Watson, so you're going to get more years out. This is a loaded question, man. Loaded question. <laughs> I'm just because I, I honestly I don't think Watson's going anywhere. I don't think the Texans are going to trade him because he is the football team. He is pissed. No, you can be he as pissed as he wants. He just signed pissed. a massive contract. They own his ass. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, you know, looking at long term pictures, I think Dak would make more sense logistically for a longevity thing where, you know, you'd have Dak for, you know, you'd sign Dak for a 10 year deal if you wanted, or whereas Watson, you're going to get what a five, maybe. Um, Cause how old's Watson now? 32. No, he's not that old. He's 20, he's 26, 27. No, he's that young. I thought yeah, he was man. way older than that then. No, he's only been in the league for like four years. Mm, so you could have came in at 23. That would have put him at like 27, 28. Yeah, Watson. So next year, Watson's next, twenty-five. 
He was born in 95. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he's 25 yeah, years I old. I mean, that's just stupid talent that they're throwing away over there. I mean, you mentioned the same thing with uh, with uh, the Falcons throwing away talent with uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, they're just throwing away talent there. Maybe with a new GM, they'll actually get him some wide receivers next year in the draft and actually have a decent offense for him, some weapons. But um, I don't know. To give up Dak for him, I mean, you put any quarterback with the offense that the Cowboys have, and they're going, they're going places. Like we have, we actually have receivers, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. I'm gonna punt that one. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I got nothing. All that's right. Fair. That's been well, doing this week's edition of uh, Drinks with Dan, brought to you by the Sideline Network. Uh, as always, Chris, thank you so much for joining me here this week and with everything that we've gone through and broke it up kind of play by play with the, uh, with, uh, the politics today. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Um, hopefully I don't piss off too many of your listeners. Um, I know I, I don't always have the same views as a lot of people. So, um, but I appreciate you having me on. This and it's great to have differing views. You know, we don't agree on everything hundred percent, but it's these, uh, discord conversations that you have that, uh, are what's able to make the United States the great country that it is. Um, I sound like a yes, politician sir. already. <laughs> you gonna run for office uh, one day? Oh God, that's gonna do it for this week's edition. Um, <laughs> so uh, catch us on uh, Drinks with Dan. Obviously, you have the Rich and Lala show. You have uh, Richo's rant and La Valley Sports Talk Radio. Uh, catch us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever else you get us. Am I missing anything, buddy? No, that's it, man. That's it. All right, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>